You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. All right. Hour three. Talking a lot about that HBO Hard Knocks, the Emmy-winning HBO original docu-series Hard Knocks Training Camp with the New York Jets is back, giving fans uh, an unprecedented access to the most talked-about story in football. Can Aaron Rodgers help the Jets make the playoffs, let alone win a Super Bowl? Hard Knocks is now streaming on Max. And again, this is Sunday Funday, presented by Grand Marnier. Grand Marnier takes cocktails from ordinary to unforgettable, adding a layer of sophistication to some of the world's most well-loved cocktails let's go to your calls let's go to dino in the bronx dino welcome in hey anita um so i had a quick question um Mm -hmm. you know like in fantasy this year it's a little bit different um with the picks and everything a lot of wide receivers don't have good quarterbacks like Devontae, etc um if i were drafting in the late rounds in the late uh first round like 10 through 12 and you know let's just say uh, well, Jefferson's gone. You know, a lot of those guys, Jamar Chase, are gone. What do you think would be the best thing to do? Like, go run, go back-to-back running backs instead of taking a decent wide receiver? Or, or what do you so, think like, when you're stuck okay, with those Okay, so, so, so hold on. So let me understand. So uh, wh- do you know where you're drafting? Well, in one of the leagues, I'm 11, I think. Either 10 or 11. Okay. Out of 12. I... I- yeah, listen, I, I just I, I still believe in the notion. I don't like taking a quarterback early. Um, you know, I I I do like Lamar Jackson this year. Um, maybe I'll take a flyer on him in in maybe one or two of my leagues. And if you want him, you're gonna have to draft him a little bit earlier than normal. That's like possibly rounds four or five. But typically, I'm 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 gonna wait. I'm gonna hope to get somebody like Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence in the later rounds. Uh, that's what I'm gonna do. But there's so much depth at the there's so much depth at the wide receiver position, and also there's value in the deeper rounds with running backs. If that helps at all, if that makes any sense, so. Um, but it is time for Click or Don't Click. This is Click, 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 or Don't. Very simply, here's the headline. Are you interested in clicking or not? That's right. It's time for Click or Don't Click, a fun way. We take our tour around our wide, wide world of sport. We find out what is trending based on the headlines at 11.07 a.m. here on this Sunday. Fun day, our producers lead the way. That means it's Joe and Harvey. Gentlemen, what you got? Well, Anita, we've been talking about the Jets preseason all morning. We've had different plans and different ideas that we've thrown out. And one of the things that's been mentioned is that Aaron Rodgers has not yet played for the Jets. But, according to Brian Costello of the New York Post, Aaron Rodgers will make his Jets debut Saturday against the New York football Giants. That's right, he'll actually play in the preseason. It's not known who else will be starting that game with him if there's going to be other starters on the field with Rodgers. However, one thing is for certain, again, according to Brian Costello of the New York Post, 
Aaron Rodgers will be making his debut with the Jets on Saturday against the Giants. Whoa, that's like, that's deserving of a da-na-na, da-na-na, don't you think? Yeah, that's some big news. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. I- I'm I'm excited to see what, what they're going to roll out, you know. Um, I think preseason is important. I, I understand the the risk re, is 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 the risk bigger than the reward in regard to to preseason football. I just I think it's important, you know. And and as you know, I'm 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 into gambling. Um, it takes a good three to four weeks of the regular season until teams are really able to I, I like establish an identity. And you as a as a gambler or to, to really get a feel for how good or how bad a team is. Why? Because these dudes aren't ready. They're not ready. They're not ready because they're not playing in these preseason games. They're they're not ready. And and I, I blame the collective bargaining agreement, not this past one, but the one before. They're just not ready. So, you know, a lot of these teams, they're starting the season and 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 I get it. There's an ebb and flow to the season. Teams mature. We always talk about, wow, this team is peaking at the right time if it's two or three weeks away before the season ending, and that's when you want your team to really gel and come together. I get all that. But just the first few weeks of the season are few and far between for me, and so, you know, um, I just I, I value preseason football, I think, more than most. And I think there is – I understand the risk-reward concern when it comes to head coaches and general managers – but I, I don't know. That's that's where I, I I guess I'm just old school football. What else do you guys got? Well, in case anybody missed it last night, we have a new League's Cup champion. Woohoo! Last night, Inter Miami and Nashville played a really good game. Mm-hmm. Went to penalties. Leo Campana nearly had a chance to win it in regulation, but he hit the post. But mm-hmm. Lionel Messi, as he does, scored an incredible goal past four Nashville defenders. And then I believe an own goal happened in the second half. Yep, off a corner kick. Then the game dragged on to penalties, and it was nearly over for both teams. But in the end, Inter Miami win. Um, it's not rigged. I was seeing that like on Twitter. Rigged? Um, yeah, the competition was not rigged at all. Why would um, people think it was rigged? Because Messi's in it. That's why. So it was not rigged. It was a really good game. I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed the tournament as a whole. There are ways to improve upon it, like having games in Mexico instead of the USA for a change, um, and hopefully spacing out these games a bit more so that teams can recover better. But for this edition, it was really good, and uh, Leona Messi actually stands alone as the winningest soccer player of all, ta- of all time with his 44th trophy for a club and country. So really good game, and I can't wait to see him uh, next week. Here in, uh, in Harrison, I guess. Marosa's. Yeah. So, so again, big shout out to Messi. Big shout out to Inter Miami. Uh, unbelievable since he's joined. And, and as you know, Mama Me, my mom is down there in Miami. Um, it, it's 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 a big deal. Um, it's as big as LeBron James coming to play for the Heat. It's as big as, uh, believe it or not, the seventy-two Dolphins undefeated season. It's as big as uh, the dominance. That the University of Miami Canes had uh, bigger. I'd go bigger. back back in the uh, the the mid to late eighties. This it's 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 really he and Inter Miami have really taken over. 
uh, Miami, that's for sure. So, so again, Messi is coming to New Jersey. And so what are, what are those tickets going for? Right now, Joe? Uh, around 500. I mean, Harvey, what Yeah, are my name for? is Joe. How, how's it going? I know, 400, I know. 500. Uh, I got season tickets, so I'm in there for free. Um, so, but yeah. So around- wait, so wait, 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 wait. So you can, so how many season tickets do you have? Two. So you, right now, you can make an instant $1,000. Yeah, if I wanted to. You got $1,000 in your marks? You're not going to sell your tickets? You got $1,000? I don't, but I'm All sure right. so, I'm not going to drop a thousand dollars to go see that. But I'm sure somebody else. I'm sure somebody else would. All right, I've been having these tickets in my hand, ready for somebody for months. Nobody's come with me with a bid, so you got a week. Either way, I win. Just can't you put them? Can't you put them up? What do you do? Like, can't you put? Isn't there a ticket app you could put them up on? Yeah. So money. So I, I guess my okay. So. I guess my question to you is, would you rather have $1,000 in your pocket or would you rather go see Messi play on Saturday? Yes. What, what's what one I or the other? Ha- I can have either one if I want. I'll take whichever I know, one. Which w- <laughs> I'm not picking either or. I, I win regardless. I either get $1,000 or I get to see Messi play in person. I win regardless. Uh, but, I'm, but my question to you is, what do you want more? Uh, yes, that's my answer. I don't care which one I want more. I'm not, this, this question is irrelevant to me. I get whatever. <laughs> Why will you answer the question? I don't understand. Uh, at the moment, you know, fine, I'll play the game. At the moment, I'll see Messi more. I'm fine with it. Okay, so right now, Messi, going to see Messi to you is, is, is bigger than $1,000 in your pocket. Uh, yeah. Wow, okay, impressive. All right, uh, you guys got one more? Oh, sure. So, if you didn't hear at the top of the golf show, uh, the Women's World Cup has concluded today, mm-hmm. and the victor was Spain. They defeated England 1-0 in the final at Stadium Australia. Olga Carmona scored the first half strike to give Spain the victory. Uh, this, is the fu- this is the first time both teams were in the Women's World Cup final. And it's and I'm reading on ESPN right now. Spain's first major international trophy. It made it the first European team to win the Women's World Cup since 2007, when Germany took home the title. Then, so congratulations to Spain for women for winning the Women's World Cup. Just to add to that, Anita and Tom, uh, Spain and Germany are now the only two nations to have the men and women win the World Cup. That's interesting. That's a that's a nice little nugget. It's a beefy nugget. It is. It is a beefy nugget. Um, anything else, or does that conclude what is trending right now? I, I think the biggest is the fact that uh, there's reports out there that that Aaron Rodgers is going to play against the Giants. Can you on imagine Saturday. that, Anita? The first like series to get sacked by Dexter Lawrence. Kayvon Thibodeau. I don't think oh. I don't think the Giants I don't think the Giants are going to play their starters. You don't know. Mike and the story would be very happy if Aaron Rodgers got sacked because according to him it's not real football if there's no tackling. Yeah, I'm actually annoyed. This isn't like our joint practice this week. I'm annoyed now. I should be watching. By the way, how much would you put for like a pay-per-view price for a joint practice as Anita? Um well, I'm I'm already paying like what do you mean? I'm already paying. If they told you, "Hey, we're going to have you um, in charge of of putting prices on joint practices for people to watch on television, how much 
of what price would you put? If if the NFL Network was to say, hey, listen, an extra $50 for the month of August so that you could watch the joint practices, I'd pay it. Okay. That's fine. I think, and I think that's fair. I wouldn't pay it, but I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll, I would understand that. Yeah, that's what I would do if I was the NFL Network, and if the and, and if these teams in the NFL would allow them to to do that, um, I think it would be tremendous. All right, gentlemen, thank you. This is what is trending at uh, eleven sixteen a.m. on this Sunday fun day. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We get back. Let's talk about the Yankees. I know they lost again, eight one to the Red Sox. Uh, <laughs> With their ace on the bump, no bueno. They're back 15 and a half games to the Orioles, seven and a half games in the wild card. Does not look like the Yankees are going to make it to the postseason at this stage in the game, which uh, obviously is 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 not good. Uh, we'll talk Yankees when we get back here on 90.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you on this Sunday fun day here on 98.7 ESPN. Although not a lot of fun for Yankee fans. That's for sure. So uh, the Yankees lose to the Red Sox yesterday, 8-1. Garrett Cole only went four innings, gave up seven hits, six runs, two home runs, only four strikeouts. Um, Urias with a grand slam. How about this, guys? Did you see? Did you know this? Grand slam on consecutive pitches. So he hit, he hit a grand slam his last two at-bats. Is that amazing? I think, I, and I was reading like like it's it's first time that it's been done with the Red Sox in like over twenty years, and first time it was done or forty years, first time it's been done in Major League Baseball in twenty years, something like that. I mean, that's a pretty amazing feat, don't you think? It's an amazing feat. I wish it didn't happen, but I mean, hmm. good good for Urias for uh, completing that. But yeah, I I just wish it didn't happen. But I'm a miserable Yankee fan, so what do I know? Listen, uh, majority of my friends who are Yankee fans are miserable because the Yankees, of course. Uh, 15 and a half games back to the Orioles. Yes, you heard that correctly. Seven and a half games back to Seattle. 
and they've got the Blue Jays and the Red Sox in front of them. So again, chances uh, do not look good for them to make the postseason. Seven straight losses. Um, they're 60 and 63, so three games below 500. They have not been in this predicament three games below 500 since 1995 when they were 56 and 59. So they have not been at below 500 this late in the season as well since, since 1992. So just some statistics out there, just it's, 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 it's a double-edged sword though. Right guys. And Tom, you just said you're, you're a miserable Yankees fan. The positive is, Look, it's an off year, right? But look at the statistics. This is a Yankees team that hasn't been this bad since 1992. That's a lot of really good years, right? It's a lot of great years. And I and here's the thing that I find with the Yankees year. I can accept losing. Like, I'm not miserable because we're losing. Like, it's bound to happen to every team. And I don't want to be the stuck-up fan that cries because the Yankees are going to be under 500 for the first time in who knows how long. That doesn't really bother me at all too much. What bothers me is being told by the front office and by Yankees management and all that that this team still has a shot when reality needs to set in. That shot really doesn't exist that they can even realistically win a championship because that's their expectation. If they want to say they can make the playoffs, sure, I guess they have a chance, but even Brian Hoke put out on Twitter or X this morning that if the Yankees theoretically wanted to make the playoffs, let's say they had to win 90 games on the season, they have to go 30-9 and nine the rest of the season just to achieve that. So just, that's just to get to 90 wins. Not saying that's what they might need to get in, but they're not getting in. So... That that that's why I think people but, are very upset with the Yankees. It's just here, they, they feel like they're being lied to. Well, here's another thing: lied to. Did you not know that when the trade deadline came and went, and it was Middleton and Howard? Like, oh, I, I mean, I already knew at that point. Like once right. the trade like, deadline wasn't the happened, writing like, on the wa- the writing was on the wall the wall then. Well, yeah, they were they were still perpetuating those lies at that point too. Except they had a chance. At that point, because the trade deadline, that's where you build and you try and expand your team. I'm not saying they had to go out and get like a Juan Soto or Shohei Otani. And I get the market was looking a little scarce, but that's why Cashman had to jump on some certain opportunities and some certain players early if he really felt he wanted to add to this team. If he wants to go out there and roll the dice with what he's got, that's fine. But that's not good enough. And then, of course, uh, we had heard yesterday uh, Booney called a team meeting after their 8-3 loss in the season opener, in the series opener to Boston, um, you know, and felt that the meeting went well, that hopefully there was some kind of turnaround uh, that that was coming. And then, of course, again, yesterday they lose 8-1. So seven and a half games back, as, as Tom indicates, uh, really they're going to need a miracle and a prayer uh, in order to make it to the postseason. So it does not look like that is going to happen. Um, as for, uh, today, by the way, you've got Schmidt on the bump, eight and seven with a four, seven, six ERA. Who knows? Can they turn it around today and not get swept in this series? That's what a lot of people are hoping for. As for the Mets, they've won four straight 13, two against the Cardinals. Lindor had four hits, stole home. Um, Alonzo with a home run. 
Grand Slam in the game from my guy, Big Vogelbach. Uh, Singa had seven, went seven innings, two hits, one run, five strikeouts. Uh, so this is a Mets team. Here, here's what's positive, right? Mets, we know they're out of it. Uh, out of it at the trade deadline, right? Knew it. Had an opportunity to try to turn around. They did not. Ownership said, okay, that's it. We're cutting the cord. Um, Scherzer gone. Verlander gone. But what's impressive is this is a team that's still battling. It's a team that's still, even though they're out of it, there's no hopes of a postseason. They're still, I think that, that really, that says a lot for Showalter, by the way. Carrasco on the bump today, three and six with a six four zero ERA going up against Hudson, who's four and zero with a four zero three ERA. So hopefully, uh, maybe the Mets can sweep the Cards. We'll see. I do like the Mets on the money line. By the way, um, St. Louis twenty four and five. New York has outscored St. Louis twenty four to five in this series. So uh, I also I love the Mets in the first five. St. Louis has scored just one total run in the first five innings of its first three games. So not only are they not scoring runs, but they are starting slow. That's for sure. So give me the Mets in the first five innings at, uh, at plus 116. And I also like the Mets in this matchup at plus 125. That's how I'm rolling here. Anita Marks with you on the Sunday Funday here at 98.7 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you here on this uh, Sunday fun day. If you missed it earlier this morning, Rich Samini joined me on the program. Just to recap uh, the preseason game that was for the Jets. Unfortunately, they lost to the Bucks 13 to 6, but Zach Wilson strutting him st- his stuff and, and Makai Becton uh, competing, quote unquote, wink, wink, for that starting right tackle job. Uh, my first question to Rich was that scramble by, uh, by Zach Wilson a little risky. Didn't he learn much or anything from last season? Yeah, you would think that's the first thing I thought. You know, it's like go out of bounds or slide or do something. And, you know, he knows he should have done that. Even Robert Sala said after the game he should have done that. He, he said, but it was, it was a, as he was saying, he was knocking on wood on the, on the interview podium. 
But uh, it was a spectacular run. Wilson uh, thought he could score, but you just have to be smarter there. I mean, especially a player who went through a serious injury in a very similar situation. Um, what what are your thoughts on Zach Wilson so far through camp, through all the preseason games? You know what what type of you know maturity wise gameplay? You know, obviously one would only assume he's benefiting from from having Aaron Rodgers obviously uh, by his side. But but what has been some of the biggest difference you've seen in Zach Wilson uh, this this season? Well, he's more comfortable. And I'm speaking mostly off the field. We, we talked to him for a while after the game last night. I remember walk, walking away from the interview last night, which was probably about midnight, and just thinking to myself, you know, he seems so relaxed. You know, in the last couple of years, he was always so uptight, you know, just the stress of being the starting quarterback. And last night he was, you know, joking around a little bit with the media, which he's never done before. And he seems really, really comfortable. Now, you know, I know fans don't care really how a player deals with the media, but sometimes it's a little window into into his mindset, and I think he's playing that way. Uh, he's not forcing anything. He hasn't, you know, had the one throw in the Hall of Fame game, but other than that, he really hasn't made any high degree of difficulty kind of throws. Everything last night was, you know, check downs and screens. and So he's just really managing the game. The coaching staff has done a good job of giving him little by little just to build his confidence. And he hasn't turned it over, and he's moved fairly well in the pocket. He sees the field well. Again, he's going in backups. He's seeing very vanilla coverages. So, But it's a good step for him. He's confident. And if he feels confident, that that's what you want in your backup quarterback. You know, obviously this team will go as Aaron Rodgers goes. If, God forbid, something does happen, he's on the shelf for a few weeks. Um, what, what's the confidence level in regard to uh, Zach Wilson coming in and, and, and helping this team win a few games this season, Rich? You know, I, I think the players are, are hoping that he would be able to do it, but I, I don't really put too much stock in preseason I need a, in regard to anything. You know, so, so yeah, he's, he's done okay. He's built his confidence. He feels confident. He admitted after the game last year, you know, he wasn't comfortable and he was stressed out, and, and he just seems more at ease this year. But to say he's going to go in and get the Jets through a four-game streak if Rodgers is on the shelf with a pulled hamstring or something like that, we just don't know. I mean, based on his track record, you know, it's not good. Um, I'm sure he would do a better job. With, he seems more comfortable with his coaching staff as well. But he can come out and say that, so I'm reading between the lines a little bit. But I think he really responds well to Nathaniel Hackett, who's ultra positive and, and very forgiving when it comes to mistakes. And maybe that wasn't the case under the previous coaching staff. But we just don't know how that would translate into a regular season game. Rich Samini joining us here on 98.7 ESPN um, as uh, the Jets played the Bucks last night. I guess one of the other big storylines is Mekhi Becton. Uh, played 25 snaps and, and looked quite good. I know he's quote-unquote competing for that starting right tackle spot. Has he won it, Rich? Well, I certainly think he built a strong case for himself. Anita. I, just before we got on the phone together, I went through every one of Mekhi's plays. And I thought he did a really good job. I mean, he didn't allow any sacks. 
Um, he was moving really well for a guy who's had two knee surgeries. He was moving well laterally. He was getting to the second level when he had to. Um, he was sliding really well in pass protection. You know, maybe there was one run block on the second level that he didn't finish off. But other than that, I thought he did really well. And the Jets have a very interesting decision to make. I mean, Billy Turner started at right tackle last night. I'd say he's Mackay's, uh, you know, number one competition. But I think Mackay's are in the shot to practice this week with the starters just to see how he gets acclimated there. Uh, and again, I'm just going to go back to hard knocks because it, it, it really is a, a real great look behind the curtain. A few things I want to tee up for you, and that is um, love me some Robert Sala. Over under how many times he says the F word, I, I, I don't care. It, it is what it is. That's, that's football outside of Tony Dungy. Uh, but nonetheless, just um, his personality and his coaching style, I think, is infectious. I think hard knocks has done uh, really good things for Robert Sala's brand. Agree or disagree, Rich? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the whole nation's getting to see that. I mean, that's who he is. Uh, he's cursing a little bit more than I thought. You know, even though it is a very football coach thing, um, you'd be surprised how many. I mean, every it's just it's just part of the vocabulary in the football world. <laughs> Excuse me, but he's yeah, he's very. Uh, I think you're seeing, except for that ranch, which was not his personality, except for that, you just see he's a very upbeat guy. He relates well with the players. And uh, so I, I think he's come off looking pretty well. Yeah, and, and also I think Aaron Rodgers has as well, right? Like Aaron Rodgers gets this, I think, has this, many people have this perception, this stigma of him. And, um, but, you know, and, and I'm looking, I'm watching him, and to me, like, Obviously, not only is a is he a Hall of Fame quarterback, but I think he's a really good coach. Like I like, I'm I'm watching that. And I'm feeling like man, like there's there's a career here for Aaron Rodgers to be a coach in the NFL. Probably will go into broadcasting, but nonetheless, um, you know, he's just his his command of things and how the players relate to him is is pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, he's definitely not going into coaching. He can make a lot more money for a lot less uh, hours in broadcasting and other things as well. He's got a lot of different ways he could go with his life. But, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of times I'm, I'm watching the hard knocks and I'm thinking this is, a, this is Aaron Rodgers' infomercial, you know, because it's just, it's touching, it's highlighting the parts of his personality that uh, I think people are interested in. Uh, he played that old Wiley Sage really well. You see that with Zach Wilson and the dealings they have. Um, you know, he relates well to the younger players. I think you've seen that with his relationship with Sauce Gardner in the first episode with the, the number eight diamond pendant that he received and just the way he's re- able to relate to that. Some players have said that they're amazed by his knowledge of hip-hop music. For an old, quote-unquote, old guy, he's uh, dazzled some guys with his knowledge of, of hip-hop, which I find interesting. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's funny. I mean, it's it's really highlighting the best parts of his personality. I think there's some, might be some people, some disgruntled bands or, or front office people in Green Bay who might have a different perspective and might be rolling their eyes a little bit. But I think he's coming off in a positive light to the rest of the country. Absolutely. Rich Samini joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Um, this last episode, uh, Will McDonald, who, uh, who I, I just besides the piercing, which I had to turn away, uh, seems like a really, really, A, great individual, B, 
phenomenal talent that dropped to the Jets at, at, at 15. Your thoughts on the camp he's having, and is it worth putting some money down for him to win Defensive Rookie of the Year this season? Well, I, let's, let's not go that far. Um, he's a good player. I think a lot of people were shocked when the Jets drafted him. You know, that was a surprise pick at 15. I think you're starting to see some of those attributes that the Jets talked about when they drafted him. The word Ben keeps coming up. Scouts love that word. And, but you can see it with him. That That's what he does when he, he rushes the quarter. You know, he can grab the quarter uh, like – you know, sometimes pass rushes, you know, they, they run these amazing times at the combine and everyone thinks, oh, they're going to be a great pass rusher. And you put them on the field and they can't do, all they can do is rush straight ahead. And you can't do that in the NFL. But when you can bend your body, um, he's got a spin move that he likes. He says he got it from Max Crosby, from watching Max Crosby at the Raiders. And he's got a unique personality. And there's really a lot more to his backstory that they haven't even got into yet. Uh, you know, had a tough upbringing in uh, in Wisconsin. Grew up in the Milwaukee area, and uh, was working at a McDonald's. And, and really, a very interesting person. I guess it might be hard to get into the whole thing just in one quick episode. But I don't know about you, Anita, but I was cringing when I was watching his, his piercing there. That was giving me, you know, the nose piercing was a little bit much. Very graphic there with that. But he is a good player, and he will definitely have a role on this year's team. Um, and so a, a few things before we let you go. Number one, having a, a heated and interesting conversation with uh, our listeners, the difference between going to see these preseason games, which not just the Jets, but a number of teams in the NFL are electing not to play their starters at all, um, as opposed to these joint practices. We had 20 teams compete in these joint practices or participate in these joint practices this week. Um, where now you're getting, you know, the, the, the starters and the first team players on offense and defense going up against one another. Um, do you think that's something that eventually could be televised? And do you think that would be more compelling for fans than watching the third and fourth string players compete in these preseason games? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I mean, speaking to the Jets specifically, Robert Sala has held out more players this year than he has in previous years. And I, I was going to go over the list here. I was compiling it just before we got on. It's quite a lengthy list. Essentially, their starting defense has not played at all um, this, this preseason, any snaps. And, of course, on offense, Rodgers, Garrett Wilson, they haven't played. So, uh, yeah, it is interesting. The only thing about the joint practices, and you're right, coaches like it because they can use their ones against other teams' ones. You don't have to worry about your quarterback getting hurt because it's not full contact. But um, televising it would be difficult because coaches and teams being as paranoid as they are, they don't want certain you know segments of practice filmed. I know when they go to 11 on 11, they tell all the media, you know, you have to put your phones down. You can't record any of that video from 11 on 11. So they're certainly not going to want to broadcast nationally. So a scout sitting in the Las Vegas Raiders personnel room can just watch the art practice and basically videotape it and, and use it for scouting purposes. I don't, I don't think teams would want to do that. They'd probably let one-on-ones be televised and maybe some 707, but I don't think they would want their 11-on-11, so I don't think it would translate in that sense. 
Uh, with that being said, before we let you go, one more preseason game Saturday going up against the Giants. Uh, what can we expect? More of Zach Wilson? Uh, what are some of the battles that uh, the Jets fans should be eyeing if they do tune into that game? Yeah, I asked Robert Sala last night if he was going to play Rodgers this week, and he said we'll see. They haven't made that decision yet. Um, he did say a couple of weeks ago that if there were a preseason game where he would let Rodgers play, it would be the final one for just a quick tune-up. I think Rodgers will have a lot to say about that, whether he thinks he needs it or not. So I, I get the sense... I, it's hard to say. I, I think the Jets are just playing this ultra-cautious this preseason, so I'd be a little surprised if you see their best guys, you know, the Sauce Gardeners, the Garrett Wilsons out there. Um, so, yeah, there's some position battles, to, you know, right tackle. Uh, we talked about that. That's still an issue. Other than that, I think other than, you know, they're, they're pretty set. You know, they got a couple of injuries from last night. Izzy Abanaconda has a bruised thigh. You know, that'll probably knock him out for a little bit. And then the one you alluded to earlier, Joe Kippen with a knee injury, um, they have to check on that. You know, obviously he's a guy who's going to be on the 53-man roster, so that that's a key injury to watch. Rich, thanks for uh, joining us this morning. Really do appreciate it. All right, and Eden, thanks. Anytime. Again, Rich Samini uh, joined us earlier this morning. Since then, reports are is that Aaron Rodgers is going to play. Uh, again, reports, not that the Jets are reporting it, but there are reports out there that he will play Saturday against the Giants. Is that a series? Is it a half? Time will tell. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you on this Sunday Funday. About four minutes left in the show. Larry Hardesty will come your way next, so no need to go anywhere else. Um, also, I'm in for uh, Bart and Han tomorrow morning. Tom, you'll be with me, right? You and you're you're producing with Ray tomorrow. Oh, that's true. From twelve to three on right here on ninety-eight point seven ESPN or New, New ESPN New York app. There we go. Uh, I believe Jeff Darlington is going to be joining us as well. Um, at 1 o'clock, we'll have a football frenzy. It's my favorite thing uh, about, well, actually, football frenzy is really a, a Dave Rothenberg thing. But uh, whenever I fill in on the day parts, um, I always like to do that. Um, so excited about that. We'll be seeing you and working with you again tomorrow, which is great. Uh, this week, obviously, last week of preseason games and then, of course, uh, camps dissipate and guys really start getting mentally ready for the regular before we know it uh that game one what is it september 7th i believe right september 7th will be here before we know it yeah september 7th that will be that thursday night game one of the regular season get ready who is it? kansas city and detroit if i remember correctly 
Uh, let's go out to our phone lines. Let's try to get Dave in before we sign off. Dave, good morning. How are you? Appreciate it, Anita. Yeah, the frenzy. Do it, Dave. Uh, you do it better, even. You just keep doing the frenzy. Thank you. No, um, I don't. Fan. Thank no, you. you. I do don't great. know about that. I mean, I'm a big fan. Let me tell you. No, you because you're football. You breathe football just as much as Dave, if not more. We, you, I get a lot from your from your show about football. And I'm football just like you. Trust me. We have. We're all in. We deep dive. You deep dive. You gamble. I gamble. Dave doesn't gamble anymore. So I mean, it's better show. But let me tell you. Um, I like when you're saying Dave doesn't you gamble anymore. No, I know. This Dave, Dave does. Gamble? This Dave does. No, Dave doesn't gamble anymore. Um, that Dave, this Dave does. And um, this Dave's going to, um, they're not going to take the Ravens. And I'm going to take, um, are they playing the Commanders, I believe? I'm going to deep dive into that later, as you say. But they, if they go in for 25 in a row, you know. But um, what do you think about that? Yeah. Uh, listen, how can you not? Yeah, I'm here. I hear you. How can you not really like this Ravens team? going for 25 in a row. Now, here's something really interesting about it, okay? Well, first things first. Uh, so so tonight, the uh, Saints take on the Chargers. That's tonight. Tomorrow, Monday night, the Ravens are going up against the Commanders. This is unbelievable. John Harbaugh and the Ravens have won 24 straight preseason games. They are looking to win 25 tomorrow. Not only that, they have covered the spread in 20 of the 24. Again, we were talking about preseason games, okay? And by the way, out of those 24 games, Lamar Jackson only started in three. So what does that tell you? This is what it tells you. It tells you that Ozzie Newsome, now Eric DaCosta, in their scouting department is one of the best in the NFL. It also tells you that John Harbaugh is a coach, comes from special teams, at Philadelphia, then was hired as the head coach of uh, Baltimore. Attention to detail. Dots his eyes, crosses his T's. So much attention to detail with with every player. Okay, because there, even though this streak and this trend uh, is where it is with twenty four straight wins, it's it's not because they're starting their starters each and every game. Like I said, Lamar Jackson, out of the twenty four games, has only started three of them. Um, and it's, and and let's be honest, it's a little bit of luck as well. It's a little bit of luck as well. So I am not going to uh, go against that trend. I'm going to play the Ravens on the money line tomorrow night. That's for sure. Sam Howell is going to be getting the start for the commanders because he's been appointed the starter for the season. And, uh, he only has 19 career passes in the NFL. So he needs as much work as possible. Eric Bieniemy is the new offensive coordinator. So I think we're going to see a lot of Sam Howell. Not sure if Huntley is going to play because he's dealing with a hamstring issue. We get a heavy dose of Josh Johnson tomorrow night for the Ravens. But really, really interesting. Again, looking to win 25 straight. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.